Hello, everyone, and welcome to Connecting ALS. I am your host, Jeremy Holden. Today, at the Allied Professionals Forum in San Diego, California, Allied healthcare professionals from around the world who specialize in ALS MD care are gathering to share ideas on best practices in the delivery of and access to high quality healthcare for people with ALS MD. The meeting is attended by more than 400 delegates who come from more than 40 countries around the world. We had an opportunity to sit down with Gulu Gisladotter, a dietitian who specializes in ALS MND care at the National University Hospital of Iceland. We talked about her presentation on ways to improve the food environment for people with ALS. Gulug, thank you so much for being with us on Connecting ALS today. Yes, thank you for inviting me. Well, let's just start with a little bit of an introduction. Can you tell me a little bit about your background and how you came to specialize in nutritional therapy for people with ALS and other neurodegenerative diseases? Yes. For the last 22 years, I have worked as a dietitian at Landspitali, the National Hospital of Iceland. Uh, like you said, I have specialized in the nutritional therapy of neurological patients, especially those with ALS, because I find that uh, nutrition is so important, not only for patient physical condition, but also for the quality of life. But unfortunately, optimal solutions are not always implemented in timely manner. So a little bit about my background. I completed my BS in dietetics from University of Akron in the US in 2000. Finally, a couple of years ago, I pursued my master's thesis, which I completed at University of Iceland earlier this year. In my th- master's thesis, I did empirical work, the qualitative study. Design was inspired by my clinical encounters of people with ALS and their spouses. I just had a huge urge to dig deeper into their eating experience and explore how mealtimes and eating can be made more enjoyable. I wanted to explore it from uh, multiple perspectives and therefore I involved many stakeholders healthcare professional, patients, policy makers, cooks, and so forth. The title of your presentation out here in San Diego is uh, Eating with Dignity. And I'm really struck by this concept and how it meshes with the the goal of empowering people with ALS to, to live with a better quality of life. So let's dig into that concept. What does eating with dignity look like? Yes, I consider it an obligation of healthcare professional, those who serve meals and those related to the issue to make every attempt to improve people with ALS and their family's quality of life. One way to do so is by providing access to appealing, nutritious and delicious food with the right texture. Dysphagia touches on all dimensions of life and has the potential to damage social life and pleasure of sharing meals with others. 
In 2019, I realized that it was feasible to incorporate a malted pure diet into patient daily lives with their families and in the kitchen of hospital, nursing homes, restaurants and other institutions, preparing or serving food for people with ALS. Eating with dignity also means making mealtimes more enjoyable and creating a nice eating environment. For example, putting music on, nice tableware and napkins, for instance, with flowers and or something providing color. And also what is important is to minimize distractions so patient can focus on eating and swallowing. Also, I think it is important that people know what they are eating. I would, my, myself, be quite reluctant to put something in my mouth that I don't know what was. That is very hard to think about it, to be putting something and eating food that you don't know what is. So eating with dignity, have a real choice of what you eat is something that I consider a human right and something can really make a difference in people's lives as a health professionals. Dignity also relates to how precious time that is for people with ALS. Nutritional therapy cannot wait. Resources, education and support should be implemented without having to wait many months for reimbursement and equipment or solutions. That dovetails quite nicely with things that we've heard when we've talked to people on this program about, you know, when the ability to maintain nutrition starts to become compromised. It's some of that social components of eating and dining that is a key part of it, and it's not just getting the nutrition. I, I, the the concept of, of of putting music on, um, I, I think that 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 will really resonate with with listeners. Your your presentation uh, in San Diego is in front of a global audience of ALS and MND associations. Uh, I'm curious, what role do you see geography and and wealth playing in terms of equal access to the tools that are needed to eat with dignity? Yes, wealth and uh, access to solutions of course, matter a lot. If you have the resources to hire a private chef or just buy what is needed without thinking of money, that is, of course, ideal. But we know the reality for many, even in the wealthier part of the world, is that they need to think of money and also the additional time that it can take to prepare the meals. Gulag, one of the things that you talk about in your presentation is the need to strike a balance between eating to stay alive and eating as part of quality living. How do we find that balance? Yes, I think our food is much, much more than just to fulfill nutrients and energy needs. Eating with other enjoy- and, and enjoying meals is a big part of feeling of togetherness and being part of the big picture. Pleasant meals can bring forth happiness, happiness and joy, I think. We find the balance between eating to stay alive and eating as a part of quality living by providing good access 
to a nutritious molded pure diet that looks like others are eating at the same type table or look like a regular meals. As a result, people eat longer and enjoy meals with the family and friends. Uh, providing molded pure meals that is knowable and visually appealing prevents social isolation and loneliness for many. People feel like others outsider in a social situation and that is so important. Gulug, looking forward, what more needs to be done to empower people with ALS to eat with dignity? Yes, um, one thing that I will fight for is a change in the pol political arena in Iceland. I want the government to guarantee that people with ALS have access to a delicious molded pure diet, not just three scoops of something and recognizable as the food is offered today. We described many different ideas in our study for the centralized catering system, for instance, hospitals providing pure food. Food carts is a good idea where patients can choose from various pure foods and snack. I think it's very important to have continuing education for chief and food technician, food service dietitians, and other staff working in the kitchen, especially if they are specialized in molded pure food. Related to eating and making pure food at home setting, we need to teach people with ALS and relatives to cook molded pure diet and have the access to a special courses that is fully reimbursed by the insurance system. This include cooking class, food processors, forms and recipes. Also, I think it's important to have a support group on Facebook where people exchange information on pure foods, both for professionals and for people that have swallowing difficulties. So our eating solution in this so associated fast, pure food restaurants and solution for social events, events. I want to score on restaurants in Reykjavik to have at least one malted pure main course on their menu, not just a soup. Why not? They already offer keto, vegan and vegetarian diets. Everybody feel that is like normal. Why not molded pure food? I want to contact companies. That is my dream to contact companies and uh, that specialize in creating and ask them to specialize in creating uh, molded pure meals for grocery stores, home delivery meals and ingredients to cook at home. I know there are many solutions and resources that can be used now and does not cost fortune. And also we need and we should incorporate new resources to meet needs of people with ALS. Sounds like some of these solutions are right there in front of us, if only the will was there. Uh, really fascinating discussion. Uh, Guluk, thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, uh, welcome and thank you for inviting me. I want to thank my guest today, Gulug Yisladadar. 
If you like this episode, share it with a friend. And while you're at it, please find time to rate and review Connecting ALS wherever you listen to podcasts. It is a great way for us to connect with more listeners. Our production partner for the series is Citizen Racecar. Post-production by Alex Brower. Production management by Gabriella Montekin. Supervised by David Hoffman. That's going to do it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. We'll connect with you again soon.